Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to Haya Eshe Hayel, and I am your host, Celia Janity Brown. And this evening we're going to have a very special guest to speak, and the title of the program is The Value of Your All, and this is part three. I had met um, our guest about, I'll say about, a, um, it's probably over a month now since we have connected uh, via ABBA, and it's really been a, been a good one, and it was based on a post that she did. And I still get tickled with it, and we had a really good long talk, and I had shared with her that we are going to, um, we are both hearing the, the concern of Yahweh and his heart for his daughters, and so we talked on a few things. So I asked her if she would uh, come in and do be a guest and uh, do do a teaching on this because the uh, fourth one is going to be a roundtable discussion where we probably get really in depth on this and that will have uh, uh, a total of four women, two are single and two are married. But for today, we're going to talk, um, and the title is still the same: the value of your oil. And um, our guest speaker today is Prophet Tanya Nooks. She is a modern-day writer and an aspiring author, motivational speaker, life coach, preacher, teacher, that I like to call, and a community activist. She is socially conscious with a passion to see change in this modern world. She is the proud business owner of the House of Peacock, a home staging and design consultation firm. She is licensed, ordained minister of the gospel. Uh, She is currently in the process of establishing her umbrella company, Solid Foundation International, which will be the umbrella business for all of her future endeavors. Prophet Nooks is well known for being candid, upfront, and outspoken yet compassion fills her heart for the broken and the lost. She has a voice for those who would lend their ear to hear. She uses her life experiences as a foundation for her passionate position. It is her true desire to assist others to seeing themselves as no longer a victim, but as a survivor of some of life's most difficult obstacles. She is an overcomer, fighting relentlessly to make a better life for herself and her legacy. She is single and the proud parent of four adult children, one high schooler, and the grandmother of how many children? Of the, let me see. Of 
So you're one, and the grandmother of one, uh, so many children. Yeah, kidding. so many. I understand. <laughs> uh, I lost, I lose this count sometime myself. <laughs> and don't don't get me started on the birthday. Mm-hmm. I just like my father. Mm-hmm. I'll be lucky to remember the day, let alone the year. Uh, <laughs> she currently resides in Columbus, Ohio, where she loves to write, read, tend to her yard, and take care of her family. So without what they say further ado, I would like to bring our guest speaker in, uh, Prophet Tanya Nooks, and uh, good evening and welcome. Thank you so much for for your gracious uh Invitation to come. I'm just so honored of the Lord that he allowed me to be able to serve his people. Um, Just briefly, I wanted to speak um, to uh, the message of uh, single women, as I am a single woman currently not involved in a um, committed relationship, long-term relationship, and so my singleness came out of a result of a divorce, and I am a middle-aged woman. So I can identify with um, uh, different facets of this singleness as I was once single as a younger woman, but now my singleness is in middle age. And and it's still, even though I'm middle age, we still have the same issues. Um, You know, I can say very candidly and openly uh, the concept of being a uh, once again, or born again virgin, um, basically exist in theory. Once you have been a married woman and have experienced a different degree of intimacy, um, the presence and what you become ultimately is still a woman who has experienced some of life's um, intimacies, and that's putting it delicately. So that put you in a different category as a woman who has never experienced intimacy in marriage or intimacy in being involved with somebody intimately. So I'm going to um, just go over some points, and I'm going to be reading from uh, a couple of scriptures, and, and my scripture is coming from uh, Matthew, the 25th chapter, and I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and no oil with them, but the wise took oil on their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, give, give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so. Least there be not enough for all of us and you. But go ye rather to them and sell that sell and buy it for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward, also the other virgins (laughs) came crying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. 
And my second scripture is is coming from, um, this is the lineage to understand uh, the anointing and the purpose of the anointing when the Lord anointed uh, you, Samuel, to anoint David. And this is from 1 Samuel 7 and 13. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not unto his countenance or to the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on unto the heart. Then Jesse called Abdenay and made him pass before Samuel, and he said, Neither had the Lord chosen this. And Jesse made Shammah to pass by, and he said, Neither had the Lord chosen this. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord have not chosen these. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are these all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and bought him. Now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance. And goodly to look at. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And Samuel took the horn of the oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. And these two um, scriptures it is the semblance of taking as many scriptures you can take and study upon the oil and the significance of the oil. And I'm sure Apostle Brown is going to walk you through um, the biblical and the Hebraic understanding of the purpose of the oil. But the oil here is I'm showing you two different uh, illustrations of the oil. The oil and the semblance of the oil represents the Holy Spirit coming upon David to anoint him for king. And so since our lineage is through David, as in Jesus, the anointing for the presence of God upon our life comes upon us, after which the Holy Ghost has come and we receive power. So the significance of the oil is uh, throughout biblical history, understanding the purpose the significance and the price of the oil. The oil is something that is is um, symbolic to be worthy. is It's priceless. It's costly. Even in biblical times, even to purchase oil was very expensive. And so the oil that you're supposed to have represents the presence of God, the significance of God, and the oil that is upon your life has value. So we're living in a society where uh, the diminished purpose of females is very prevalent. You see women who don't necessarily have um, significant understanding of their value and their worth, or their value or worth has been diminished in social media, it's been diminished in the film industry, it's been diminished politically. So, so, so many aspects of our society is diminishing women. And even with the rise of feminism back in the 1970s and 60s, 
women were taking their place because they felt like they were being uh, made less than or being uh, made uh, lower than their counterparts, males. And even in our society, we see that women are constantly fighting for even their place. I know one political candidate that is on the scene today is, I'm not, you know, just going to be leaning one towards the other, but is making significant uh, marked remarks about how women need to be paid equally as their male counterparts. And so even in today's society, even though we have embarked upon um, social, educationally, um, spiritually, we've made strides in in modern society, still women seem to not value themselves. So in our singleness, we have to understand that we are important. We are important to the kingdom of God and important to ourselves, and we need to quit devaluing ourselves. You are a royal lineage in the line with the seed of David, which links to the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Our modern-day concepts of the woman and her role in the part of the kingdom versus the world. So are we godly women? Do we represent the kingdom of God with our lifestyles? with our conversations, and how we conduct ourselves. And I think the lines of demarcation have been drawn in that either you're going to live and present yourself wholly, a living sacrifice unto the Lord in all areas, or you're not. Now, there is no such thing as perfection. I believe that we can do the very best that we can with assistance, with um, our spiritual leaders, with those people who will help lead and guide our lives, and even those who will, including myself, make mistakes. But it does not mean that you have to stay in the place of sin. You do not have to stay in the place of degradation. You do not have to stay in a place where if you make a mistake that you continue to devalue yourself because Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. You do not have to allow the enemy to take you and the precious oil of your anointing and compromise who you are in God as a single woman. We have to have a criteria. I recently had, I have a teenage daughter and she's in high school, and uh, I'm not currently involved or I'm not dating any particular person. I am in the in the concept of dating, but currently I'm not dating anyone in particular. I have went out on dates. And my daughter shares something with me, and I, I kind of chuckle because um, even as you live your life, people will observe your life even in your own household. And we are supposed to be first priests to our house. And my daughter said, well, Mom, why don't you just lower your standard? And she said, Mom, your standards are just too high. And I um, I got a, you know, I got a good chuckle out of that. But in observation, even my own daughter understood that I have a criteria. So what has happened is in our society and uh, in a lot of cities uh, that 
the ratio might be uh, a city, a particular city I lived in. I think the ratio for male to females was nine to one. So in a society where there might appear or the appearance of less males available, I think women are starting to compromise. And when people present themselves in a position of compromise, then that's what you're going to get. We need to reevaluate what our worth is. And I recently shared with um, someone else, we need to keep, as a single woman, there is oil preserved for marital relationships. There are some things that I cannot give to you as a single woman, as a man, or even a brother of covenant that would be a part of my life because there is oil that is reserved. In the scripture here, we look at the, the virgins. They had a time of preparation. They had something that they were reserving for the bridegroom. And in this case, the bridegrooming be, being Jesus Christ coming to pick them up. But there is a bridegroom in your singleness if you are waiting for those who are interested. Everybody's not interested in a relationship, but for those who are interested in waiting for a groom, you have to preserve yourself. You have to preserve what God has given you. And so that oil that is precious that God gave you, that the Holy Spirit poured upon you, is in reservoir. And so even your brother of covenant, and that's brothers of the covenant, are our brothers in the Lord who might come to us and ask for the oil that we have reserved. I had a situation for myself when um, there was a particular man. I, I know I was interested in him. He was anointed and full of the Holy Spirit, a leader in the kingdom. But what I was doing was taking my oil that was reserved for the man of God he has for me to be married to and in covenant relationship with. I was taking my oil and pouring it upon my brother of covenant. Now, I'm not saying that you cannot minister. You can minister effectively as the Lord leads. But there are some things that are reserved specifically for your husband. You're not going to be getting up um, every day and travailing for the purpose of a brother in covenant when you're not connected with him in covenant and holy matrimony. That's out of order. So if you are doing that, I'm just going to say to you, you need to stop. You need to cut those ties because they're unholy soul ties. The soul tie, the only soul tie you need to have in um, a biblical relationship is those that are with your husband. Those unholy soul ties may be mimic, uh, counterfeit, look like, smell like, but they're not covenant relationships as the same that are soul ties in holy matrimony. There are many areas where we as single women, because we are, are natural, we are natural nurturers, the role of the woman. You want to you wanna see that 
your brother or sister in need has their need met. You want to meet the needs of your children. You want to meet the needs of individuals who are hurting. Generally, we are nurturers. But there has to be a line drawn as a single woman where you're not pouring out your oil. You can use your oil for significant purposes in the kingdom. You can be an intercessor. You can be a prayer partner. You can be a spiritual leader. You can minister to those who are sick and afflicted. So those are consecrated uh, ministries that you can use your oil. God will fill you up. He will allow you to be able to utilize that if it's speaking, if it's teaching, if it's marketplace ministry, uh, marketplace ministry being businesses outside of the church. And, um, you know, maybe you're a writer, maybe you sing, maybe you uh, help other people in areas of business. It just covers marketplace ministry, covers, you know, all kinds of facets that you can go into. But you do not have to take your oil that is precious before the Lord, and some words would say cast your pearls before the swine. There are some things that need to be reserved for your husband. Your husband might need you to pray for a ministry that's coming forth. Your husband might need you uh, to pray for his physical body. Your husband might be having you pray to line up with him to pray for the generations of people coming after you. The lineage that is established in the covenant relationship that is holy matrimony is different than the covenant relationship you have with your brother or sister. It does not mean that you don't or you cannot pray for them. You can pray for them, but it is not the same as a consecrated relationship that belongs to you as a wife who is praying for her relationship of covenant. Too many times we take our oil and we spill it into other places. So the Bible clearly see it that when you do that, that's foolish. These aren't my words. That's the Bible. Let's go to, I always say, let's go to the Bible. What does the word of God say? What does the word of faith say? When you are using your oil, the oil of the anointing, the oil of gladness, the oil of purpose, the significance of the uh, supernatural, tangible anointing of God and the power of the Holy Ghost breaks chains, breaks dimensions, breaks darkness, breaks the power. There is power in the oil of the anointing. Because when the Holy Ghost come, after which the Holy Ghost come, you shall receive power. So in in the word dunamis, that means power. So you have power on even though you live on the earth. But the supernatural power and the covenant relationship with the Father gives you power. So you want to use your power but not foolishly. I'm not going to be praying for Brother X to do X, Y, and Z because when I pray, 
because I have a covenant relationship with the Lord, and I'm holy, and I'm consecrated, and I can come before the Lord to the altar of God. Angels are assigned to carry out the very prayers that you prayed. So when I go to the Lord and I go to the altar, those prayers going up before the Lord, because I'm consecrated and because that's where my place in God is, he will assign angels to carry out that prayer. So the complexity of understanding the depth of what you're doing needs to be understood. So I'm praying, I'm consecrating, I'm sending my prayers up to the holy place and to the holy one who hears and answers prayers. So those vials and those that oil and that incense that is holy, because I'm holy, a living sacrifice unto the Lord, that is going up to the very presence of God. And it's a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord because this ain't no stinky offering. Now, if you're praying and your life is raggedy, it's not going anywhere because it stinketh in the nostrils of God. That's what the Word of God says. But if you are a consecrated vessel and you are praying, your prayers are going up into the heavenly presence of God, and he hears and he answers prayer. He's going to answer that prayer. Why? Because we are in covenant relationship with the Father who is then going to answer our prayers. We are in covenant. So I'm not, uh, one time my grandmother said, (laughs) she's funny, she's 98 years old, and I remember my grandmother saying uh, about my brother, and she said, you know what? I have gotten tired of wasting my prayers. And so the analogy is funny because our prayers are not supposed to be wasted. But ask yourself, are you wasting your prayers? Are you casting your pearls before the swine? Are you positioning yourself, woman of God and single woman, in a place where your oil is spilled out. Now, many situations can take you into a place where your oil is spilled out. You have to examine yourself. Let each man examine him own self because you have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It is not my job, nor is it my assignment to give you a checklist. The checklist is in the word of faith. The checklist is in your prayer life. The checklist, you have to design a checklist for yourself. And the Holy Spirit, which resides inside of you, if you are a confessed believer, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. The truth of the matter is, is this an environment I need to be in? The truth of the matter is, is this relationship going to compromise my anointing? The truth of the matter is, if this place I go with this particular person, am I going to be able to maintain 
my integrity. The truth of the matter is, if this hour I'm entertaining that person in my home, is this going to compromise? How is this going to end up for me? So the checklist, you have to create your own. I have to create my own. Is it a good idea for me to, as a single woman, go to this environment alone with a person of the opposite sex, and I know that I am not Iron Woman? You know, maybe some of you are, but I'm not. I want to be real with that. I am a human being. I am an emotional creature. I am a woman designed by God's design to be nurtured, to be comforted, to be held, to be talked to, to be made comfortable. That position and role is a natural part of who I am. So if you allow yourself to not believe that in an environment you aren't going to be needing that, you're fooling yourself. You're not fooling me because I'm a woman and I know better. But you're fooling yourself. So the idea of keeping your oil and trying to keep your purity. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be 100% successful. That's not, that's unrealistic. And everybody that's so perfect and holy, you know, I'm kind of scared of them. (laughs) You know, because I'm not. And God can meet you where you are. You know what you have an area in an area of weakness, you know what is going, so to speak, rock your boat. You know, I'm from the old school. So the best advice I can give to you is try to stay out of environments that would allow you to be compromised. Now, I'm not saying you should never date. That's ridiculous. I'm not saying you should never talk on the phone. I'm not saying you should never... Uh, have coffee or go out or be involved if you are dating and you want to maintain, um, you know, if you want to maintain your singleness forever, then don't date. Just give your life to the Lord, stay consecrated, and and, and, and be uh, like the rabbis and priests who are totally dedicated. But for those who want to have a relationship, we live in a real world, and you have to be realistic but you also have to set up boundaries that will continue to keep you holy. That's a difficult task sometimes. If you're honest, you know, I'm honest. Lord, sometimes I just have to lay out before the Lord because in the flesh dwelleth no good thing. And even though I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, just like you crave in the natural for food, because we're human, our bodies and our minds still can crave the things that are of the flesh. But we are supposed to, and that's why we have to be constantly renewing our mind, renewing our spirit. Said, Lord, create within me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. Because we cannot, even as the blood-washed multitude of believers Filled with the Holy Spirit, we are still in the flesh. And our flesh will desire those things that are fleshly. 
it's perfectly natural. I remember I had was going to Bible study and one of the um old elders and I was in Bible study and he was teaching. And I went to him and I said, "Elder, I just have to talk about this." And he said, "Well, daughter, what is it?" I said, "I desire things in my flesh. I just want you to pray it out of me. And the man fell on the pew, and he laughed so hard, and I said, what is he praying? What is he laughing? I was so serious about him praying that out of me. (laughs) He said, if I pray it out of you, then you won't have the natural desire for your husband. (laughs) So. (laughs) <laughs> so I got a I got a revelation. I said, "Well, I better not have him pray that up out of me then, because I, know, if I get a right. husband." Then, so what I'm telling you, just like drinking and eating, it is significant. It is a natural desire. God placed that inside of us, but we have to maintain our like maintain like an alcoholic who says one day at a time to maintain your sobriety, but to maintain your anointing one day at a time. One day at a time with Jesus, one day to consecrate, one day to pray, one day to take it to your leader, one day to take it to your sister, one day to take it to your accountability partner, one day to go to the gym and exercise until you're tired. One day to stay up late and study. One day to to go to prayer meeting. One day to go to a conference. One day. One day. That's all he's requiring of us. But our time is not God's time. And so as we're doing all this in preparation, and I'm closing, it is so important to understand the value of your oil. Quit allowing people to devalue you. You're so precious. He called us many things, but daughters of Zion, daughters. Our Heavenly Father wants the very best for us in every aspect of our being. He does not want us to devalue our oil. Amen. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, when you talk about uh, counterfeit was one of the words that I heard uh-huh. speaking of. I remember something that had taken place here in the house. Um, we have two cats in here. One is Moko and one is Sichu. And Sichu got outside. So he was having himself a good old time. Like, you know, he had his little freedom. I broke out. And he was <laughs> You know, uh, and you know how it is when the, when the spring coming in and the females running around, and once they get a whiff and they hear this, you know, smell this, you know, it's like songs all night and everything, you know, and you try right. to get the water bottle, squirt on them, you know, shut that noise, you know, what's wrong with you? It, it dawned on me what it was. Well, when he got out, um, there, my grandson was outside. And so brought the cat in the house. The cat came in the house, but then the cat started snarling at Moco, and and Moco was backing up, and I said, something's wrong. I'm like, what's wrong with Cicho? You know, why is he acting like that? 
I said, there's something spooky him outside. Maybe he's spooked, but don't get close to him because something's not right. And so I was standing up, and there was somebody else was here at the time, and they were saying the same thing, that, you know, that's not him. That's not him. And what really made me become aware was how Moko was just underneath at the table and was just looking at him. So... When I got down on the floor to really look at this cat, I realized the markings under his neck, because he had white there. This cat had the same white markings. But what was different was this cat had more white markings than Cecil did. And I said, that's not Cecil. And that's what the, the other person had said, too. She stated, she said, that's not him. And so when she went outside, she got him and brought him in. So mm-hmm. that was so funny because what was interesting was is this cat let my grandson pick him up mm-hmm. and bring him in. Okay. So once he did that and he got in, then he realized he wasn't in the right place. Right. And, you know, it, it happened, and so we realized we had a counterfeit in the house. Okay. So I'm like, okay. So I said, all right, come on, we're going to help you go back outside. In which we he did, real peaceful, and he went out and Cecil came in and Cecil looked they looked at each other, you know, and Cecil did his little noise thing, whatever it was, so the cat left, so we haven't seen her since that time. But the thing was was how smooth the counterfeit got in the house. Right. So when we're dealing with even with relationships and, mm-hmm. and you're talking about counterfeits do come to play in this. Yes. It does come in. It's one of the biggest things that Hasatan is famous for, being a mm-hmm. counterfeit, because he always wants to be the light, but he's not the light. And if he's counterfeiting, trying to be something that he's not, then half of the things that are coming at us that are not in decency and in order basically mm-hmm. is a counterfeit as well, True. you know. Um, and we have to understand that that when we when we when these kind of things come at you, and when you know normally in your life, when uh, something comes up that you would normally would not entertain it, and this happened with me, and I found out I was doing things that I normally would not do, mm-hmm. and I realized I had to like ho 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 something's wrong here, mm-hmm. and then I started getting um, the dreams coming in, and it was two separate dreams that came in, and it involved a a person, and then I realized what the father was trying to tell me, and then I realized that, okay, there's got to be some closure. It's time for closure, and I mean, it had to be. If I was not going to jeopardize my anointing, when I realized how long it took me, how much I had to go through the the crushing, like the the olive, in the the same way in the process of the olive olive oil, I was not going to go and lose that and be out of the presence of Yahweh because of something that I felt in my spirit and from what He even revealed to me was incorrect. And we have to understand, too, that the olive oil, uh, the, one of the reasons why it was it was commanded to use it was the olive oil hides stench. 
And so when we came, at that time when they came into the presence of Yahweh, the olive oil was used to cover the stench that was on them spiritually. So, you know, we we have to be careful on the thing. And one of the things that I talked about in, in the other episode was talking about the dead flies. If a fly gets in that ointment that the high priest made, it is mm-hmm. no longer any good. You cannot use it. There had to be a watchman over the whole entire process of making that uh, holy anointing oil so that no kind of bug, nothing got in it. And you never know where a fly is going to come from. They just zip right on around. Right. And they will do a kamikaze, and they will be in the oil. And somebody has to man it and be a watchman over that oil, over the whole entire process. Mm-hmm. And even after to make sure nothing gets in, it has to be safeguard. Because all it takes is just one. to right. fall in that anointing oil, and it's done. It's nothing you can do with it but toss it out. Mm. You know, so... When we talk about these things that come in our anointing oil and our vessels, I'm talking about our bodies, are the housing that holds the anointing and that anointing oil in us, then we cannot have anything coming in to taint it, whether it's through our eyes, whether it's through what we're smelling, whether it's what we're speaking, and whether it's what we are hearing, all these cavities and so forth. Right. that we have open in our bodies, and that includes even the genital areas. Mm-hmm. And we have to really be cautious. And so we as women who are, especially are in leadership, we are more prone for some things to, to, to try to come at us. Phew. Very prone to it. And That's an if And if you're not... Uh, Tussling with the fact on on the issue of um, sex that comes at you, loneliness that hits you, then you're not a woman and you're not human. Right. These things are in us. Compassion is in us. It is in our character. It is genetically from our that has been placed of us to care and to be women. You know, so this issue about think like a man, you, you're not going to have one. You have to understand we were designed different, even though they, when the scriptures to say states that let us make them in our own image, we need to understand what that really means. So we still have to be women, and we have to know when it's the proper time, when it is correct, and when our, when our minds and when our spirit lets us know that something is not right, when a man comes to you with certain requests or talks a certain way, we cannot entertain it. Because when we start to entertain it, then it is taking us down a path that we should not be going on. We really have to be cautious with that. Amen. Yes. That is, um, and to be tricked, (laughs) because I don't know about somebody else, but I've been tricked. I understand. I've been hoodwinked. Yeah. I have been 
down a road. I don't want anybody else to follow. You know, either yeah. we're two, one of two things. We're either the teachers or we're the lesson. And so in this case, um, this one particular case, I am the lesson when I uh, believed I was going to be married and, um, you know, believed that I was moving towards marriage and, you know, and so um, I lessened my concept for a standard. And so consequently, you know, what happened was um, the marriage didn't go through and then even when I thought that I was going to be able to be reconciled to this individual who finally got it right, the man died. Now he gone. And so I'm left with um, the lesson that I learned already. You don't have to keep teaching me the same thing over and over again. I need to wait. (laughs) And so if Jesus come before the wait is over, um, they have a a book out right now called um, The Wait about a young couple who chose to abstain. It's really, um, I haven't read it, but I've heard the reviews and read some excerpts from it. But if the world is saying wait, if uh, modern, you know, world people are saying if you want to put a ring on it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and these people aren't, aren't godly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they aren't even godly. Mm-hmm. They're telling you to get married if you want to put a ring on it. And then here we are in Christendom and supposed to be kingdom people. And we can't even wait. We can't even get a ring on it. <laughs> so what's wrong with that? And so um, we're we're just in a dis- dispensation in a time of um, people need to just come clean and just be real and just be honest because God can deal with you when you're honest. Mm-hmm. All that you know, acting religious and all that you know, that day is coming gone. Mm-hmm. You need to get real with yourself and get real with God. And if you can't do it by yourself, then find an accountability partner. I have a couple because I need a couple because I know me. Uh, Accountability partners, mothers, (laughs) covenant brothers and sisters. You need someone that you can be honest with, that you can be yourself with. And also deliverance. Some people really need deliverance. You need there's a process. You need to go like the old in the old days because I grew up um, Baptist were my formative training, but then we went to a Pentecostal church, and the old mothers would be down there with you on the altar, mm-hmm. put you some of them white cloths on, mm-hmm. <laughs> come out of them in Jesus' name, get some help, get some counseling, go to therapy, get some Christian counseling, get some therapy, go to a support group. Gets up whatever it takes for you to do to sever the ties that keep tying you and the chains. I hear chains. Chains to chain you to sin and to devaluing yourself. You have to get help so that you can walk uprightly before the Lord and and not only be pleasing to God, but look in the mirror and be pleased to yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know be- what's interesting about about the, the the mother, the church, 
the mothers and all. I come from the mothers. In our time now, those of us who are coming up, we are now, many of us are the Emas, you know, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the church mothers. Yep. And you have a lot of us that we was bucking and complaining about it, and now it's got so relaxed that they're trying to say that, you know, we don't need all of that no more. And we don't need this kind of thing, but really, in actuality, we really do. Scripture even tells us, you know, that the older women are to train the younger. How in the world can we train anybody or assist with getting them prepared for the process of marriage if we don't even have it in ourselves yet and correct? And we're not doing uh, what we're supposed to do. We don't even have the program set up again. Even in the schools, I remember where you learned how to sew, you learned how to cook, all these kind of things that took place. And then you had gym. You know, so many of them are so obese because they don't even go to gym, you know. And then and then you get some that's doing well in gym but it's not doing well in other schoolwork. And something's wrong with this picture. And so in, in the house of the father, there should be, Certain programs should be set up in there of instruction that the older women need to work with the younger. But the problem there, too, is that many of us, and some of them do not pay attention and listen, nor do we research to see what is going on in these young people's lives in the world. And the music is trying to tell them, oh, you don't need to do that. All of that is not necessary and some other things, you know, and it's fighting against us as well. But it's time to restructure how the young um, adult programs are implemented in in the the, um, worship community. And see, each center or each house um, of Yahweh is a community within a community. So we are responsible to act accordingly. We are responsible for making sure that our young people get what they need. And we need the men to get out here and and start working with these other young men to start, you know, letting them know, hey, you know, so far as your pants being down and all like this, that's not it. You know, you don't see no lawyer that's really making any money going around and his pants is hanging off of him. You don't see this, and they need to understand. But if nobody is teaching them, and I think it was the same with each one teaches one, you know, somebody should be learning something and learning the proper way in which to even speak. So if we start really implementing these programs back into the houses and if we make it fun, and like I said, the older mothers need to really, we need to learn to listen first to find out where are these young women at in their lives, what is going on in their lives, you know, and if you, can, if you have a spirit of discernment that is sensing what they, what something that they're really seeking him and they're looking for something more in their life, but you got to listen and find out where they're at first before you can do. You can't go in there and start throwing fire and brimstone at them and then as soon as they get in, oh, well, you're not dressing right, and this, 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 and this, you know, you let them let them come as they are first. And that means in mind, body, spirit, everything, and clothing. And, and then it has to be a gradual process. And then we can relate to them. 
If you cannot be a friend with them and be intimidating, nobody wants to talk to you. Where's your compassion? And if you're not doing, and what's that, uh, even a song was put out, practice what you preach. And if you're not, you know, uh, putting, showing in your own character what who you are and how you should behave, then and then when something comes up as oops and all this you trying to tell me, but you out here doing this, 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 and this, something wrong with this picture. Mm-hmm. And like my, my daughter would say, they got the story jacked up, and, you know, they use another word, but, you know, but that's what it is. Well, we have to be, um, we have to be, living examples. We have to be uh, in our community, not just in our home, in our community, in our various places of worship. We are the only, and I've been preaching this um, quite frequently, for some people we're the only Jesus that they're going to see. So if our lives are jacked up, it's it's a young lady, I live in a a very intense, I'm going to call it intense, inner city uh, neighborhood, and it's very busy here. <laughs> a lot of things happen. And it was a one young lady, and she, I won't say her name, but she is involved in um, a lot of different things. But I, I treat her nice, and I love her, show her the love of God. And the other day she was going by, and I'm not bragging, I'm just going to share with you. And she stopped and said, you know what? She said, I love you. I don't know why she loved me. And she said, uh, I love you because it's the way you carry yourself. Now, if I would be living contrary to what it is that I say or I teach and preach, and again, I'm not perfect, mm-hmm. but if you don't think people are watching you, you are sadly mistaken. They're watching you. They're watching your life. They're watching your coming and going. They're watching. And if they can't figure it out or even put their finger on it, see, she couldn't say, I know it's the God in you. She couldn't do that because she's not churched. But she stopped long enough to say, I like the way you carry yourself. Now, that's important. That's significant. What the world is looking for, you can say out of your mouth all you want to, but you know what the world rejects now? It's phonies. That's it. They reject you in a minute. They can smell you coming. Mm -hmm. If you have an old raggedy life and you are not living a life that's pleasing, they're not even paying attention to you. You can't even have a conversation. Get out of my face. They won't even have a conversation with you. You fake. I don't want to talk to you. So either for us as believers and kingdom people, we have to be in or we're going to be out. It's one or the other. No man can serve two masters. Either he'll love the one and hate the other. You can't serve God and mammon. So you're either going to have to live this thing or get out because people need to see Jesus. They need to be able to connect with things that are relational. They need people who can meet them where they are. This this uh, um, hierarchy and this um, worshiping man who leads people, that concept has come and gone. Jesus sat with the publican and the sinners. So if he could do it, why can't you? 
You have to be toe-to-toe, knee-to-knee. You got to get down in the trenches, and you have to be relational to people who need a dying world that needs Jesus. They need us, but they need us to be human, human people that represent a, a, a divine Christ. But they're not going for it, the phony stuff. They're not, they're not going to fool with you. You need to be able to live a life that's pleasing before the Lord. That's right. That's right. That's it. Well, Prophet Nooks, I really thank you so much for coming. Okay, thank you for the dialogue. It was it was good. Coming in and speaking with everyone here, and my prayer for them is that they were able to glean from this field and that their baskets are overflowing, that they can <laughs> even share it with some other people. Um, so this is going to wrap up for this evening. Um, broadcast or episode of The Value of Your All. And our guest speaker this evening is um, Prophet Tanya Nooks. Uh, There is another part that's coming up for this, and that will be prayerfully, I'm praying to have that roundtable discussion. Um, It's going to be, I really and truly believe it's going to be awesome. It's going to be four women that's going to be talking. It's going to be myself and Prophet Nooks, and um, we have two other women, and I have one that has confirmed it, and then I'm just waiting on the other. So uh, I really think you're going to really be ready for that. And I know your baskets are going to be really overflowing, so you better bring more than just one. So I suggest you bring at least two as a minimum so that you can really reap a harvest from this. Please look forward to following us anytime we're on Facebook. We have uh, our page as well as we have a group there of Haya Eshe Hayil. Um, we also have uh, have a website. It is basically there. I'm getting ready to start adding things to it and accessorizing. And, and um, I just want to extend an invitation. Down in the description, you can find the links to the mediums in order to stay uh, in touch or get connected socially on how to find us as well as how to follow us. In addition, there is the newsletter sign up that you'll be able to um, receive all of our newsletters that will be forthcoming and that will be beginning in probably May is my anticipated time period. So I'm going to give the benediction, and I'm going to close us out. And, again, I wish to thank you all very much for joining in this evening. Adonai, Yahweh, he who exists will kneel before you, presenting gifts, and will guard you with a hedge of protection. Yahweh, he who exists will illuminate the wholeness of his being towards you, bringing order, and he will provide you with love, sustenance, and friendship. Yahweh, he who exists, will lift up his wholeness of being and look upon you, and he will set in place all you need to be whole and complete. So shall they put his name upon the children of Israel, and he will bless them. And this concludes the service, or the episode, I should say. And I am your host, Shalia Janet E. Brown, and Shalom, Shalom. Amen. Thanks, sis. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.